You're not even gonna say hello to me? Hello. If I... All right, wrap that up. (laughs) (laughs) You're no Whitney Houston. (laughs) Oh, Oh, clearly I know. I'm well aware. God, I wish... (laughs) I wish in my next life or whatever to come back with a singing voice. I love to sing and I can't sing well. Well, I mean, you're not terrible, but it's not like my ears are bleeding when you sing, but you're you're not, you're not Whitney Houston. That's all I was saying. I mean, nobody, nobody really is. Oh, that's right. You, You've heard me when we were um, in the car playing our torch songs in Hawaii from the winery back back all the way back to our hotel room yeah i wanted to be whitney houston when i was a wee lass yep what a great voice anyway i thought she was everything what this uh, movie oh right the smoothest of all transitions the bodyguard oh yeah from 92 you're a you're a kevin costner fan no but i like i like him in this movie I don't know. He he's got he I like the the subtle undercurrent that he has going on that like calm exterior and like you know ready to defend and pivot at a moment's notice bubbling anger below the surface. I don't know. He plays it well. Yeah. Always on the watch analyzing the situation. Yeah. And a perfectionist as well as like beating himself up for not being able to be there the day Reagan was shot. Right. Because he was burying his mother. What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I'm just saying. I was just kidding. What is life? What is life? I remember when this movie came out and like they started playing that song on like Kiss FM. Like it was just like everywhere. And I was dating, like, I had my very first, like, I don't even know if you can call it a boyfriend. I was dating this guy in a band who lived in Whittier. I lived in Huntington Beach. Then I found out that there was a, another one of me in Costa Mesa and Newport Beach and the Valley. Like, it was like, I knew nothing. But anyway, the song. It was was a, it was a love octagon. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Moral of the story is don't date dudes in bands. Um, I try not to. I learned but, my um, lesson early on that one as well. Yeah, ouch. Um, but this song was, I remember like he sang in a hardcore band, but yet we were driving to like the pier and he, this song was on the radio and he started singing like seriously along to it. And it was like such a, I mean, it's kind of like if if Clint would, you know, given the rah, rah stuff, you know. Maybe he was a Dolly Parton fan. Clint likes the original of this. He likes the Dolly Parton version. He just doesn't care about this version. Oh, and that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. So in the bar, when she like when yeah. they hear this song, and it's just like some random country guy, I was like, why didn't they just have it be the Dolly Parton song? Like, did, did Dolly Parton yeah. say you can use the song, but you can't? use my original in the bar (laughs) yeah I don't I don't know that's a good question I was wondering I would yeah I know that Dolly's is the original but I wonder who did that one yeah I don't know 
I just thought it was odd that it wasn't hers. I was like, so we just have like other random country artists who covers it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, a little bit of trivia. Kevin Costner was the one who told Whitney to do the intro acapella. Oh, really? Yeah. It was his idea. Hmm. Um, so, and it was, that's pretty fucking golden. I mean, that, that was awesome. She really works it and it, yeah, so much emotion. So much emotion. I know. She has such a good voice. Or had. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe she still has one in the afterlife. Maybe she's singing it up. I think she does. Yeah, I don't think I wrote down too much trivia. Um, yeah, one trivia I did write down was that uh, the guy who plays, Gary Kemp, who plays Rachel's publicist, oh, is yeah. from Spando Ballet. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, and he's currently on tour with um, Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. So when I went to see the Nick Mason tour, the um, the Saucer Full of Secrets tour, he was playing with him. He's one of the oh wow, stars. the guy. So anyway, Sai. Yeah, Sai. Mm -hmm. Thought that was random. So I didn't even know he acted. Yeah, no, no. He played an asshole very well. He did. It was good. Cool. Start us off, Sarah. All right. Kevin, a.k.a. Frank. Or, yeah, whatever. Uh, shot somebody in a garage. And uh, I guess that's, you know, showing us his career that's path. Yeah. So then we have Ponytail Man. Oh, who yeah. Who wants him to work for Rachel and he says no or no he wants him to I'm sorry he wants him to work for him because I think that was who he was protecting that in that was scene who, that's who yeah. He saved. Yeah. yeah and so he says no I can't work for just one person and then um we see Rachel's dressing room at some show and they're like putting all of her like stage gifts in the room and the room explodes and then this is when he's asked to protect her and he says no i don't do just one person anymore um or something like that or i don't don't do it more than once and uh he's like well just meet her that. what you got that wrong he do doesn't work with a sensitive ponytail man because he can't um he has a time limit with yeah that's what i'm saying you said he it more than one I meant more like he doesn't he doesn't do it more than one job so like he'll protect you for an event and oh, then gotcha. that's that that's what I'm saying I meant like he doesn't do a lengthy time he doesn't stay with one person more than one activity or yeah. whatever um but somehow whoever gets like convinces him to meet Rachel and so he goes in his El Camino to her gate and this is when we meet the mysterious truck that he sees in his review mirror because he's always on the job. He's always looking. Yeah. Ow, ow, my cat's biting me. <laughs> um, oh, Sarah. Oh, she's having a birthday soon. She's going to be four. Well, did you get a, a little party hat? No party hat. Hmm. Cats don't like to be dressed up in clothes. Uh, so yeah, so Frank meets Rachel. When he gets to the house, they're like making a music video where she is... Oh, I wanted to live in that scene. I wearing dancers. I, I want to be like stretching in the corner in my leotard and 
you know, Gatorade and the water bottle and like just living to dance. Dancing yes. is my life. I know, I wish. <laughs> um, and so the costumes are done by Terry Mugler in the video. Oh, cool. Um, she doesn't want him to work for her, I guess. Right? She's like, no. No, that's I've not got- true. That's not true. She thinks she's hot shit. She's used to people kissing her ass. And she, you know, meets him, but says like, I don't want anything to change. I don't want Fletcher to know you, why you're here, you know? And Kevin's the one, Frank is the one that's like, oh, screw this. She's not going to take this seriously. And that's I thought like- she didn't want him. Cause she was like, I have Tony. I'm good. Like, I'm safe here. It's fine. Like, cause she doesn't know the whole story yet. Yeah. She doesn't know the whole story, but she agreed to meet Frank. Like that. She even says that she's like, cause the guy, I forget the, the older man's name says, you know, get off up your butt and meet, you know, get out of your, get off your butt and meet this man. And she's like, okay, okay. I said, I would, I said, I would. So she right, agreed and- to meet with him, but she thinks she's fine. But right. I think- and she doesn't want him working for her in the house. She's like, it's cool if he wants to protect me when I leave here, but I don't want him working oh, here. Gotcha, gotcha. And I think he's like, no, it's it's full time. So yeah. if you're not if you're not in cool, go be on. I love the fact that he just turns on a dime and le- and that's the first person that's ever said no to her to any capacity. Like she was still waiting for a whole like argument or discourse to ensue and he just said where's the exit (laughs) through the pool done all right and he meets her son with a boat fletcher yeah fletcher uh that is so cute he is very cute um she's getting death letters and one was actually delivered in the house and so that's like where they're like well it's got to be somebody somewhat close to the situation because how are they getting in the house which was confusing to me like so if strange yeah this this was blonde blonde man crazy blonde man yeah right who actually wasn't really like did he really want to kill her was he just sending her like he he wasn't like capable yeah he was obsessed with her and like in a gross way like he wanted to like do horrible things to her sexually but but if he wanted her like if he's saying he wants her to die like in these letters but he really wasn't thinking that or capable of that it's kind of confusing and how did they get in the house very confusing because also a hired hitman would never send letters because that would get the attention of the police and make people more protective of her which is what happened Right. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise that creepy albino dude was jizzing all over her sheets because But how did he how did he get in the house though? I like, think did... he was stalking her. I think he was the van. He was the guy in the van following them. Yeah, the truck. The he's Toyota the truck. Sto- he's the stalker. But he didn't he actually wasn't gonna harm her. He just wanted to like get near her and, and touch her. So before, so before there was good security, like climb the fence or something, because he knew where she lived. Yeah, there was shitty security. Okay, okay. Walk in, but to me, it's like she would have died if it wasn't for him, right? Because the hitman would have been successful. 
So he tipped off everyone. So it's sometimes it's good to have a creepy word. I know. What is, the, what, what is the moral of this story? Sometimes it's good if someone masturbates on your bed and gets the attention. Look, look of on the, the bright side. Yes. Look on the bright side. Uh, oh, gross. gross. Yeah. Um, the next part was when Frank meets the chauffeur, which I thought was a very strange interaction at first. It was seemed kind of disrespectful in a way, but then I guess grew to not be. I don't know. It was very awkward. He was just basically like, All right, chauffeur man, you're gonna like be my assistant and do what I tell you. I don't know, it seemed weird. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it was kind of cool well, that I... he like taught him to drive and like, you know certain things about like his role in the safety or whatever I thought was kind of cool yeah and I think that that was part of the whole thing was like upon watching this a trillion times you notice that Frank clocks the injury and realizes yeah. that he was the one for like that really took the blast right and, and got hurt so he's he's and he realizes that and oh also he was the only one that questioned him whatsoever yeah. of being there and yeah. the fact that and even when he said the fake name of like alexander graham bell or whatever the fuck he says yeah. um the chauffeur was like who and then that's when frank changes it to i'm here to see mr darcy or whatever the hell the guy's name is and then he was like okay because because that was the only truthful thing he said was that he was there on behest of mr right starts so he realized that, that the chauffeur guy was smart and probably going to be a good asset. He just right. didn't have the tools or training or equipment, right? Or, or any like or awareness because nobody was that worried until Frank shows up. Yeah, he was like the only one that's sort of paying attention. Yeah, thoroughly isn't fully just I don't know ego or something. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, teaches him. Um. Yeah, teaches him how to like drift in the chauffeur or in the limousine then oh she goes to brunch and that's when we when they leave brunch which is like a routine she goes every sunday um you see that the toyota truck is following them again um mm -hmm. and this is when the whole like they pull in the driveway and he's running through the plants and jumps onto the road and then misses the truck that doesn't have a license plate anyway i thought that uh, was very unbelievable like that he's running as fast as a speeding car yeah no. there's a lot of unbelievable things in this yeah. movie. <laughs> um so whatever he misses the truck and tells her she can't have a routine because that's when people can start you know finding her easier yeah uh oh this is when they're at this this was a confusing scene to me too so then they're back at the house i think this is like after she goes shopping or something and it's her acting is terrible and then um we're back at the house and he's just sitting in a room watching a music video of hers and i was like why like why are I you just he's watching trying this? To, he's trying to figure her out he's trying to like get to the bottom of her behavior and who she is it's it's part of his training he has to know his client he has to know the ins and outs of how she works what image she wants to present like i didn't take it as something weird i took it as i didn't as i didn't think it as creepy but just like i didn't get it i was like she's in the house you're just watching her music video like what is that doing for you besides like i don't know 
being distracting kind of like i don't think her video is going to give him any information about why I, someone I wants to murder her with her i think he was just trying to acquaint himself okay his, his last job is guarding the president i don't think he's really tuned into pop stars all right i just i was confused by it i was like i don't know why you're just sitting in a oh, big room watching a video studious uh, okay <laughs> so then this is when they she's like in the middle of the night or late or whatever she's like i want to go to this club um at the buy-in and while she's there i guess she was supposed to perform for the people there or something so she's in like a green roomy type place and she gets another one of these letters with the cutout words uh so then they i think they plan to have her leave but then she's like, no, it's my job to like perform for people and I can't just like live my life in fear. So she goes and she still performs on the stage and then all the crowd gets rowdy and uh, gets on the stage and then he gets a fire hose and squirts all the people, scoops her up and has contacted the chauffeur guy to like meet on the side of the house or the building instead and then yeah, they drive like away. Yeah, leaving um leaving publicist and Tony there at the place. Hi. And then Sai says before she goes on stage, if she doesn't perform, she's dead anyway, which I thought was interesting because yeah, I mean she's in that sweet spot of famous and you know what happens after 15 minutes in Hollywood. So yeah, so she's gotta go on stage and regardless. Um right. so I thought like, yeah, the the albino strange dude i was like that casting is like so on the nose <laughs> it's like who which one is the weird one in this book <laughs> guy that looks like igor you know anyway. he doesn't see the sun yeah so he he puts her to bed uh tony uh tries to get tough with him in the kitchen and they have to of course they have to break a lot of dishes which i found very annoying um throws a knife near his head and that's when tony's like okay i see you're you could kill me if you wanted i guess i'll that call him so great not one word is spoken and then until the end when when frank's like i don't want to talk about this again <laughs> and then we have the scene where she wants to go to the movies with a date but she can't just go with anyone so it better be frank then might as well and they go see help. they go see a um like a Japanese movie that I guess the name of the title actually means bodyguard. I learned in the trivia. Clever, clever. And uh, is this a full service date? Oh, that was another thing too. So then we see the killer or the kill, the person they're trying to make as the killer in the limousine now. Like where's the driver? Oh yeah. This he was like creeping around in the back like, seat. Yeah. I was like, right. he, he can just get in the limo now. Like, Okay. Maybe the driver like went to the bathroom or smoke break or something and kept the car running. I know. I know. And he adds it to his little collection. I know. And his then after the movies, they go to the dive bar. Uh, they dance. That's when it's the cover, the other country cover of I Will Always Love You. And then after that, I guess they go to her house. It, there's a very sharp samurai sword. They kiss, they have some sex. I thought that was 
also again like not realistic i feel like anybody who is in that job like would never sleep with their client i don't think yeah. there would ever be whoops i fell in love like that would just never happen but whatever i thought um, that scene was so phallic didn't you like the sword unsheathed the sword and like puts it on his chest and then he cuts her scarf in half come on anyway <laughs> i'm here for it he eats popcorn he eats popcorn <laughs> so yeah and then so he gets up in the morning after the sex and is like i guess implying that he can't protect her if he's lying down I'm just kidding. he can't protect her if he's like too emotionally involved or something yeah position he's bases are covered he can't throw a sword so uh he he tells her that you know i'm i will be distracted and so of course then she has to like get you know pissy again takes it personally yep and so now they're in florida um because she's supposed to do some shows there we got bomb dogs in the room and then we have a room party uh i want to go to this room party and then this is when we meet the the new bad guy that we don't know is the bad guy. Well, I guess we we sort of learn that he's a bad guy, but we don't know to what extent. Um, do you think that she, do you think he was like sizing up the situation? Like he was already hired or, okay. Oh yeah, he was already hired. He was, he was there. But it's so, it's bizarre that he doesn't kill her there. But then again, he'd be exposed because yes. everybody saw him go in that room so i think he's just trying to you know if he's gonna end up killing her he's gonna why not you know wonky, so how do you wonky. think you go yeah. from working how do you go from working for like the government to becoming a hired hitman i know i, know. I don't understand that either that's rough because I, I also know. feel like the government would have so much on you granted you know the ins and outs of stuff but also yeah. the government already has like so much on file of you that like, I feel like you might be easier to find if you did do that. You know what I mean? Like, or you wouldn't be suspected at all. I don't know. I mean, there's cops that go rogue all the time, but I mean, it's not like they're hired by the government, but they also go through what psychological training. So I mean, so true, but I'm, I'm sure their file isn't the same as like an FBI yeah. agent's file Secret or whatever. Service. Yeah. Service. Yeah, and this guy's like, good because he like know he knows where to hit Frank where it counts too. He brings up Reagan again, you know, and it becomes this. He sees this dynamic where you know he's playing. He's trying to weaken Frank by sleeping with her as well, like to throw right. him off. Yeah, to distance himself, you know. And then Frank, of course, thinks she's safe with the Secret Service agent. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he fully trusts him, though, because he's when he's surprised to see him, he's not happy to see him. Right. Yeah. Like there's like sort of something there. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that happens. Next day, we have the people cleaning the room. Um, he comes back to the room and she's not there. Nobody's there. Tony's gone. Then they show up because they had gone shopping and she's acting all bitter and resentful um and then this is when frank gets mad and goes and like punches the kitchen manager which again i'm like why are we just like i feel like we're putting in useless 
action or whatever yeah Yeah, just to like put it in because that's sort of the type of movie but it's like that's doesn't like this person would never do that like they wouldn't just go and i'm so mad and can't control my emotions and i gotta punch a kitchen manager like into a rack i don't know the whole thing just seemed very dumb to me anyway that happens Um, i I didn't take it as that's the kitchen manager i thought that was the boyfriend or husband of the woman who comes out who's who works there and he's waiting he's waiting to pick up his wife smoking in the line of this is the special um exit that they've already carved out that there's supposed to be nobody blocking that path so that's what upset frank that's what i that's what i said i thought it was somebody who worked there because i thought he said his name i thought he said his name so why would he just know some woman's husband's name i think he says his name that's why i thought he Mm -hmm. must know yeah he says it out loud at that time and then that's when he like picks him up and he's like you you're supposed to keep this path clean and you're just sitting around or whatever oh i didn't think he i didn't think he did i thought i yeah because he's like what are you looking at no he's like yelling for the person because there's like all the produce boxes and then he finds him in smoking in the walkway and then he's all pissed at him because like my path isn't clean but i just didn't i just didn't think that was realistic Uh, that like you're just gonna get that unraveled okay anyway looking right there in the kitchen no i mean it was the 90s but i don't think they were smoking in kitchens back then yeah anyway so frank's acting like a baby um she gets a phone call by the (laughs) what and so is she oh yeah they both are so then she gets a phone call by the killer to the room and i think he tells her like this is serious if you're not gonna you know get on board then i i'm gonna quit and Mm -hmm. she's like please don't i'm being serious or whatever and this is when they go to the cabin of frank's dad and it's all snowy out and they're playing some chess rachel goes to bed and they have the like little yorkie thing sit outside the door um once again saved by the albino weird dude because he calls and says no no in that voice because she she goes is this fletcher because fletcher was supposed to call no you know if he didn't do that he wouldn't have sequestered them to the cabin granted that's where nikki got killed but you know i don't know it's still like it's a weird tandem protagonist anyway so yeah so then rachel goes to bed rachel's sister kisses him and she seems very like the classic sibling rivalry like she's very jealous and always in the background like why are you working for them you know keep your enemies closer i guess but it's like it just seems like humiliating like at every turn because even when frank was there and she goes want something to drink orange juice nikki like it's like nikki does everything it's like of course he's gonna be resentful sorry so then um jesus loves me yes i know oh jeez so yeah rachel's (laughs) sister comes out in the morning and is singing hymns and then rachel comes out and is singing too and then fletcher fletcher gets in the boat by himself and takes off and they're like he can't swim and so then frank runs 
and accidentally pushes um Fletcher into the water but like rescues him no he does that on purpose you yeah you missed that he does the math like Frank does the math when he sees the footprints that lead to the dock then he realizes he realizes before they yell he can't swim he starts to run okay and then he does the math he does the math like that okay I was I saw him looking like sizing up the footprints but I was like once then you see Fletcher in the boat, I was like, is he thinking that then, oh, Fletcher walked to the boat? Like, I just, I guess I didn't, I was, I missed that part of the footprints, but okay. Um. So yeah, then the boat drifts away and explodes and nobody's in the boat at this point. Um, and then they see that the phone lines are cut, the car wires are cut. Um. So they all kind of have to hunker down in the house and wait until tomorrow to try to leave um and then this is when you know because her son almost died the sister gets all emotional and is drinking and this is when she admits to frank that she's actually the one that hired the hitman but never expected it to actually like harm anybody but rachel and so she's super freaked out about it and realizing she made a terrible decision. Um, and then we hear the dog start to growl. And so then Frank's like, okay, shit, somebody's like in the house. Uh, so he runs up or yeah, I guess quietly runs upstairs, um, checks on them. Nobody's in the room. Father comes out. He's like, don't shoot me. And then, um, he hears the ruckus downstairs and then this is when Rachel's sister gets shot downstairs um and she dies the bad guy runs into the forest frank tries to shoot him by listening quietly but misses um and so then next is them the cops coming that was another thing i was a little bit confused about too like if the phone lines are cut then how did the cops come to the house you think they just like heard gunshots in the night? Like, oh, wait, I, I missed the whole cops coming. I thought they walked out at first light. No, the cops come to the house. You can see all the like lights and stuff in the driveway. Oh, and and they like assess the shooting and whatever. I guess coroner probably comes. But like, how did they know? Unless somebody maybe walked after that and got the cops. That's right. Yeah. Is there is there a neighbor? Maybe there's a neighbor and they went to the neighbor's house and said, hey somebody has we'll the mouth for them yeah all right <laughs> maybe they used one of those can like the cans connected with the string carrier pigeon yeah smoke signal fire yeah um so yeah so then we have the sister's funeral um rachel's very sad it's very somber um and they're like i guess debating about the oscars does she go to the oscars is he gonna try at the oscars probably but she's like you know i've been looking forward to this like i deserve to win and i want to be there whatever so she chooses to go um you know they're not sure if he's gonna do it when he's gonna do it so she's she's doing a um a read like a one of the nominations and and you know saying the winner or whatever so they're like is it going to be this time so she's all nervous and she's freaked out and she like runs off stage and then she's very embarrassed because 
you know, she thinks that Frank's just freaked her out for nothing. And now she's embarrassed herself on, you know, worldwide television or whatever. Um, and this is when, like, during that part is when he runs into Portman again. And Portman's, or Frank's like, who are you here for? And you can tell he kind of pauses, like, and is like, oh, this guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so Frank's like, you know, like, you're not, you're not doing the things that if you were actually protecting this guy, you would be doing like, you're not very involved. You're not really paying attention. Like, and so he knows like, okay, it's probably this guy because something is up. I think Um, it really hit him though when he saw him with the camera. Yeah. So I think he, he was onto him and then, you know, nothing happens in that scene. So then he just is basically watching for him the rest of the time. That's when he tells Tony, like, this is the guy you need to keep an eye on. And then, yeah, gets Tony gets his eye poked out. You see camera guy now on the other side of the stage from Frank um, following. Oh, so Rachel wins. <laughs> so, she's, so she's coming up from the audience. Um, and so shooter guy Portman is got a camera that's actually like a sniper gun or whatever mm-hmm. with a with a laser target and he's following her through the audience and so then this is when slow motion frank runs across the stage and jumps in front of rachel and takes the bullet and they all are like he's got a gun and they aren't sure like is it frank that's the killer like what's happening and then you know, no, she, she's explaining everything and she's like, the blood's not mine. He took my the bullet, whatever. Um, and then Frank sees Portman still and then shoots Portman. And so Portman dies. And um, and then, you know, that's you're a like, great like gunshot scene though. Like his head explodes with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I know it gets on that like random lady who's next, like back there. She's like, oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then why isn't Frank wearing a, a bulletproof vest? Or maybe he is? I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't. That is weird. I feel like service you do. would be. You would at least be wearing like, yeah, yeah. Like a vest. Huh. It's a very good question. Yeah, but he takes the bullet for her. Yeah, I guess, you know, they couldn't just have him like shot in like the shoulder meat here, armpit meat. So that wouldn't have been very... uh armpit meat that's the name of my next band because <laughs> you wouldn't like question like oh is he gonna die i don't know what's gonna happen if he like didn't take a bullet yeah so he'd open a vein for that lady yep. she'd open it for him oh. vital organs <laughs> anyway doesn't die um he lives he lives but she gets a new bodyguard and frank retires at least for her anyway and she gets an old guy and she's like, why'd you got to get me a guy who's old? And he's like, so you can't want to hump him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no humping your bodyguard. And then he, you know, is like, take care. And she goes to fly away in her little personal plane. And then she's like, stop the plane. And she gets out stop and it. runs to him and they kiss and I learned in the trivia that the guy, the camera person who did the like the shot of that or whatever, spun off the camera from like the sh- sh- centrifugal port. <laughs> Easy for you to say. I know. I, it's obviously 
the you know Central that word yes that yeah. <laughs> and then got back on and they used that shot all was well how fun uh, that's cool and um and then yeah and then you see him and how he's working for a priest or something at the end i was very confused but i don't know yeah somebody who's ended up together no i don't think they did okay i did not get the impression that they stay together i thought it was one last kiss and then toodles yeah according to the song they don't it's all based on the song true do you want to hear it again i think i'm good (laughs) i just want you to know that this is the only time i've ever seen this movie if I... here it comes folks <laughs> should stay i would only be in your way <laughs> oh my god all right you're gonna have to put that in the write-up like look forward <laughs> to heather's singing um and that's it that's all all she wrote on that one. Oh, that was the only time you saw that movie yeah. Why did you read it ahead of time? I, I'm not an action movie type of person. Like, I uh-huh. love her, but I was like, I don't know. I, I don't like, know. just, you know, spy kind of bodyguard, like, yeah. you know, the Tommy Jones aspect of film. I like it. I'm, I'm not a suspense film type of person. Oh. I like comedies for the most part, romantic comedies or dramedies, and costume movies. Oh, fine. And we're I like I like some horror and I don't like sci-fi and I don't like action movies. It sounded like you said I'm a dumb whore. What? I'm also a dumb whore. <laughs> I like some horror is but I think you're Oh. Like, yeah, and I was like dumb whore? <laughs> I like dumb whores. <laughs> uh yeah. Is there any other type of genres I like? Do you like do you like horror movies? Yeah. Some of them. Oh. <laughs> you like what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I'm is just this a, is is this thing on? Wow. Are you are you drunk? Just kidding. <laughs> well, I was so like locked into the dumb horror thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I took myself so seriously right then. Do yeah, you I like I didn't really say dumb horror. Thank you. Thanks um, for clarifying. I don't like all comedies. I I like the slapstick shit unless it's no. like Strange Brew. I don't like it. Or So I Married an Axe Murder. Those those are like the only two slapstick movies that I enjoy. I yeah, don't I like don't dumb, like like where it sort of like makes fun yeah. of your intelligence. I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily care for that either. Like I like a couple of like the early uh um airplane and stuff like, like adam that. adam sandler movies yeah i like airplane like there's some but i don't like movies that are uncomfortable like oh god what is it called like even the office makes me a little uncomfortable like movies where or shows where like somebody's offending somebody with either their humor or their like stupidity makes me uh. very uncomfortable and i i don't know i just like it's hard for me to watch where I'm just like yeah okay but anyway fair enough I uh I mean most of the times if I'm watching something it's probably got costumes in it I'm a sucker for them did you um were you the one that told me to watch Gilded Age 
Probably not because it was not good. Oh, I enjoyed it. Oh, I did not I like it. No, to season two. I thought the acting was terrible. I didn't like it. I did. Yeah. Fine. Really I also awesome. I also could not detach her. She oh, is Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, she's Miranda. The accent they gave her was super weird. I didn't like it. Like, I, there's just a lot to it. I just yeah. didn't care for. Okay, fine. Sorry. It's okay. What movie are we doing next week? Um, I'm not sure. I gotta think about it. Okay. So we'll uh, I'll keep you posted on what I'm thinking. But yeah, do you have any else thing else to add for? your bodyguard, bodyguard choice i don't know do you think they did it yeah they did i think that's why she was so butthurt about it no <laughs> let me clarify <laughs> do you think whitney houston and kevin Costner did it? oh like in real life no i do not yes. you don't no i think they had a very close relationship he spoke at her funeral and yeah but i think i don't think that they had a romantic thing i think they probably just became friends during friends. this yeah yeah okay i didn't get a a vibe all right just wondering yeah it's it just like you know it makes you feel sorry for even though you shouldn't feel sorry for very wealthy pop stars but at the same time like there is no anonymity there's no yeah. peace and there's no ability to talk among the masses without you know crises yeah. I feel like this day, these days it's probably harder. Like, I mean, back in the day, it seemed like a lot of people lived in New York City and they were able to kind of get around yeah. there without a lot of attention. But I don't know if that happens these days, if people are still able to do that or not. I doubt it. I think there was probably a brief time during the pandemic where people were in sunglasses and masks where they could walk easily among us because we all looked like... <laughs> they walk among us. Yeah. But... Other than that, I mean, they, it feels very, uh, I don't know. I would, I would, yeah, you can't, you would, it would be very isolating. Yeah. And then you're surrounded by your team of yes, man, you know, yes, woman, you look great. You're hot. Like whatever floats your who boat. Can you, who can you trust? Yeah. It would just be very, and then you think you can trust your fucking sister, but you can't. <laughs> She so, might off you too. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It, it just, it's just another perspective of a life that obviously none of us can relate to, but you know, it's interesting to see the, it's not all roses, you know? For sure. Um, That's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, I got nothing left. So I guess we'll wrap it up then and just say toodles. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, Toodles. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for toodling in. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.